I think God wants to do something special today. Amen. Praise God. If you got your Bibles, open them to Acts, the second chapter. Get to read the 37th verse. Amen. Acts 2 and 37. Praise God. You may know it by heart. Amen. The Bible says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked. Everybody say they were pricked. They were emotionally distressed. They were hurt in their heart. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Amen. When they heard the message, when they heard the preacher preach, the Bible said they were hurt. They were pricked in their heart. Amen. And they asked the question, What do we do to take care of this hurt? Amen. Are you thankful for truth today? Are you thankful for repentance in Jesus' name, baptism, the infilling of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I want to preach a little while from this title, The Truth Hurts. Amen. Why don't you set your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord. I want you to ask God to help you right now. In the name of Jesus, God. on just cry out to the Lord right now we need your help in this place we need your hand God anoint the word of God anoint every ear to hear today anoint the people God encourage the people strengthen the people give direction to the people today hallelujah I love you Jesus I praise you come on I wonder if we couldn't just praise God in this house right now Hallelujah, we love you, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, we are serving a faithful God. Hallelujah, amen. God bless you, you can be seated. Thank you for standing. I want to preach, everybody say the truth. Everybody say it hurts. Amen. Life is and will be full of hurts that everyone will uh, experience, amen. But your success in life or your failure in life will be determined by how you deal with the things that hurt you, amen. It's amazing to me when you think of people... uh, that are famous and successful in our world, you, a lot of times you just look and you say, well, they, they were just handed a, uh, everything and they didn't have to work for anything. But let me, let me tell you, just about every successful person that I've ever read a biography of or read anything about their life, the reason they became successful was because they overcame some hurtful things. Amen. They had to overcome some things that tried to hold them down. They have hurts they can tell you about and things that could have stopped them, but they made up in their mind, I I don't want to be 
defined by the hurt in my life. And then you can go to people that are on the bottom. You can talk to homeless people and talk to people that are broke and all these uh, things. And you know what they're going to tell you? They're going to tell you the reason they are like they are is because people have hurt them and things that they have experienced in their life. And the reason that they are uh, have addictions in their life is because they have been hurt and all these things. But it's amazing to me, you can find people on top and they've been hurt. You can find people on the bottom and they've been hurt. You can find people in the middle and they've all been hurt. Amen. So this tells me that it's not hurt that defines your life. Praise God. It's not disappointments that define your life, whether you're going to be successful or not. Amen. What it tells me is it is your response to the things that hurt you in life are what will determine whether you are going to become successful or not successful. Praise God. Y'all going to help me today? Y'all missing your friends? It's all right. Go ahead and clap your hands. You're missing your husband today. Praise God. Praise God. Ain't God good to us. Amen. So it's not what life sends to us or the things that we go through that uh, I guess you could say determine our path, but it's how we deal with life and how we deal with situations that determine our future. Amen. I've preached in this church before about this thing that's in your brain. There's a switch. Uh, the doctors don't know anything about it, but preachers know all about it. Amen. There is a switch in your mind, and, and it is up to you how you control these things. Everybody say there's two settings. There's two settings. There is a better setting and there is a bitter setting praise God I said there is a better setting and there is a bitter setting amen and nobody else can put their hand on your head and flip the switch for you amen I can preach all day long where the switch needs to be I can beg, I can jump up and down, I can run the aisles. But at the end of the day, you're in control of the switch. I'm either going to be bitter about this. I said I'm either going to be bitter about this or I'm going to get better because of this. Well, praise God, I need a tambourine or something. We got to have church. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all ready to have church? Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to read a verse to you. The Bible said, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Praise God. Let me tell you how powerful your thoughts are. Your thoughts will determine your future. 
Praise God. Your thoughts will determine how you're going to end up in life. Am I going to end up depressed and discouraged and downtrodden and the victim perpetually for the rest of my life? Or am I going to become an overcomer? How easy is it to do this? Let me tell you how easy it is. You just got to flip the switch in your mind. Well, I'm going to preach to the church today. Uh, Amen. You you don't need to walk through life and say, well, I've just been given a, a bad hand in life. I've just been dealt the wrong things. It seemed like every way I turn, it's just trouble. And I ended up with the wrong this and the wrong that. Amen. You know what you ought to say? Lord, whatever I've been through, whatever I go through, I want to learn something. Well, praise God. I said, let me learn something, Lord. When I go through the trial, let me learn something. Uh, When I go through a hurt, uh, let me learn something. Uh, Let me become a better person. Uh, Come on, clap your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. If you take this switch and you set it on the bitter setting. All of a sudden, you're going to focus and you're going to think about everything bitter. Amen. You're going to see everything in life as being bitter. You will always see the cup half empty. You'll always see what's missing in your life. You'll find bitterness in everything that you do. You'll find what's wrong with your family. You'll find what's wrong in your marriage. You'll find what's wrong in your finances. You'll find what's wrong with your children. And you'll find what's wrong in the church. Let me tell you, people that are always talking about what's wrong in the church, let me tell you what's wrong with them. They got the, they got the switch in the wrong direction. They got it on the bitterness setting uh, But something happens when you say, you know what? I'm not going to be bitter. It don't matter if I get sick. It don't matter if I'm well. If I get, if my pocket gets full of money or I end up broke. If I end up lonely or if I end up with friends. I'm not going to be bitter. I'm going to get better. Come on, help me right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's amazing to me. You can talk to people who have been through the same situation. And one of them's got a chip on their shoulder. And one of them's got a song in their heart. Tell me what the difference is, preacher. I'm going to tell you, it's a setting in your mind. I said it is a setting in your mind. Amen. 
Well, you don't know how I was abused. Uh, Let me tell you, there's been a lot of people that were abused. uh, And they said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to rise above this. Uh, I'm going to go to the altar. Uh, I'm going to give it to my father. Uh, I'm going to pour it out. uh, And he's going to help me. Come on, let's love the Lord together right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. It's amazing when people decide, I want to get better. And this is a new year. I hope somebody wants to get better. Praise God. Does anybody want to get better? Better. Amen. Does anybody want to be a better saint of God? Amen. Does anybody want to be a better wife or husband or a steward of the blessings of God? Don't complain about not having money. Amen. Say, God, help me be a better steward of what you've given me. Praise God. Is this all right? What did y'all want? (laughs) Amen. God, I'm not going to complain that I only make so much money an hour. God, I want you to make me a better steward. Praise God. I've watched people that were uh, made $1,000 a month on disability. They could afford to pay their tithes and offerings. Then I've watched people make $5,000 a month. They can't give a nickel. Because they're broke and they're strapped. You know what it's called? It's called robbing God. If you want to be a good steward and end up with more money than month, then ended up with more month than money. You got to become a good steward of what God's given to you. This is what I figured out when you can be a steward of 1,000. He'll give you 2000 When you become a steward of 2000 he can give you 3000 Amen. Well, praise God. God, give me more clients in my business. Well, let me tell you how to get more clients in your business. Become a good steward of what he's given to you. God, give me another job. Well, be a good steward of what God's given to you. I'm sure I'm preaching to people on the internet. I hope y'all are listening. God, give me this. God, give me that. God, take me to another level. Be a good steward of the level God's given you. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Is this okay? Praise God. Learning how to deal with hurt will determine whether you make it all the way to the finish line or not. And I've seen a lot of people start on the journey, but somehow they get hurt along the way and end up falling off the wagon. And when you try to help somebody that's hurt, oh my goodness, the Bible says it's easier to win a whole city than somebody that's offended. You know what that means? You need to get out of the offensive business. 
Praise God. When you feel that offensive spirit, huh? that woe is me spirit, you need to rebuke it. What it is, it's the devil trying to bind you up. It's like strong bars on a castle. When you get offended and you get bitter, somebody could preach to you and it's like bouncing off the wall. That's why I'm going to preach to you, Lord willing, before that ever happens. Don't even let a root of bitterness spring up in you. I, I, if, for no other reason, you need a prayer life. You need a prayer life to search your heart every day. God, don't let me get bitter. Uh, hey, I ain't talking about just people in the church. I'm talking about things in life will make you bitter. You ain't careful, the IRS can make you bitter. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. You ain't careful. Politics will make you bitter. Oh, yeah. Disappointments in life will make you bitter. Amen. But you got to say, you know what? Whatever comes my way, I'm not going to be bitter. I'm going to be better. I'm going to allow this. To make me a better person. Man, one day there was three little Hebrew boys. They were just trying to live for God the best way they knew how. They were told to bow down to this big old statue. And all of a sudden, they made up their mind, we're not going to do this. We're going we're gonna to do this different. We're going to... Uh, we're going to serve God. We're not going to bow down to your, your golden statue, Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. You know, it's easy to get bitter when you feel like you're doing right. And trouble comes because you're doing right. Well, hallelujah. If you ain't careful, you will get offended at God and get yourself in some real trouble. But these Hebrew boys, they said, we're not going to bow down. They said, well, we're going to put you in this furnace. Praise God. I wonder what their thought process was when they were walking toward the furnace. Oh, God. Did you let me down? Did you fail me? You know what you ought to say every day of your life? I say this every day. God, you have never failed me one time. God, you have never let me down one time. How can you say that? Because you don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what's going to happen when you get in the furnace. Praise. Don't mess up your miracle with a bitter... Oh, the devil don't want me preaching this. Don't mess up your miracle by getting bitter. Uh, amen. Just say, Lord, though you slay me, yet will I trust in you. Uh, 
Naked I came into this world and naked I'm going to go out of here. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord together. Amen. People with an attitude of better, they see that with a little work, their marriage could get better. A little work, their finances could get better. A little work, oh me, their health could get a little better. Praise the Lord. Man, it's like Sleepy Hollow Valley Baptist Church today. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. God, maybe I should have picked a different message. But I didn't pick it. That's the problem. I'm going to preach what God gave to me. Amen. A little work, your walk with God could get a lot better. A little work, everything in your life could get better. That's how people with the switch on better, that's how they think. Amen. And I, I want to preach to you today on how you deal with hurts. How you deal with things that hurt you. Amen. You, you just got to gotta set your mind right. Amen, you got to get your mind right. Oh, Jesus, whatever I start thinking, that's what I'm going to be. Praise God. If I, if I sit here and think I'm, I'm discouraged, you know what's going to happen? All of a sudden, you're going to be discouraged. I mean, you, you got to be careful. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen, that, that scripture's not... Not just for some strange thoughts that come in people's mind or perverted thoughts that come into people's mind. That, that, that scripture is for bitter thoughts. Amen. Woe is me thoughts that come into people's mind. You got to shake yourself. I said you got to shake yourself. Amen. It may not be like you want it to be. Everything may not be uh, the way you dreamed it would be right now, today. Uh, but don't you know God has everything in control? Uh, don't you know God has got his hand on the valve uh, of blessings uh, and he can open it wide open uh, or he can shut it? Uh, when you understand my life is in God's hand. Make you get happy. If you got an old car, you ought to wash it. Change the oil in it. Don't hope it dies. Hope it lasts. Amen. Praise God. My, my old truck got 364,000 miles on it. And I know it's going to die someday. Praise God. It's got rattles from one end to the other. Amen. Praise God. You, but you know what I say when I get in that thing and it starts? 
Say, thank you, Jesus. I ain't got a truck payment. God, you've been good to me. I know the day's coming. I will have a truck payment, I know, but thank God for today. Amen. I, I, don't, I don't cry. You know, somebody told me, they said, you know what, you're the, you're the only preacher I know that drives an old truck. <laughs> praise God. I kind of took that as a, well, praise God. Praise God. He said, every preacher I know has got a brand new truck. Well, I thank God that I got an old truck. Amen. Thank the Lord for it. Amen. I, I, I could cry if I wanted to. You know, sometimes when you get in it started, it dies. But all you have to do is hit the lock button and then the unlock button. And then put the key back in it. Amen, I got it figured out. I know how to use that truck. Amen, I could, I could cry if I wanted to, but God's been too good to me. God's been so good to me. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Some of you are saying, well, you just don't know. I don't, I've got this and I've got that. And, you know, my... This ain't working out like I like, and I'm having trouble in this area of my life. And I woke up with a hangnail and all these things. And amen. But you know what you ought to say? Thank God that I'm in church today. Thank God I'm able to come into the house of God. Hallelujah. Feel his presence. I, I love being around people that want to be better. You hear me? Do you know who I want to be around? People that want to be better. People that challenge us to do better. That's who your friends need to be. Have you ever been around people and after you leave you just feel beat down? Well, praise God. Hallelujah. You know who your friends need to be? People that make you want to try harder. Misery loves company, but I don't like that kind of company. Amen. I want people to tell me, you know what? God can use you to do more than you imagine. God wants to take your prayer life to a new level. God's got a work for you you never dreamed about. You've got abilities. You've got talents. Hey, God's got his hand on you. God wants to use you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Everybody say, I'm going to get better. Man, and this is my message I want to preach today is that the truth does hurt. Amen. Everybody say it hurts. All my life I heard this saying, the truth hurts. A lot of times it was kids in school and we'd say, whatever, your mama's this or or whatever, or your whatever. 
And then they'd start a fight. And then they'd say, well, the truth hurts. Praise God. Amen. But it does hurt. The truth does hurt. There's a reason the truth hurts. Is that something's got to change us. God wants to use truth to change us. Praise God. God puts us through trials that hurt. God takes people from among us and it hurts. God does things and puts us through the furnace sometimes and it hurts. Sometimes we get thrown into a a den of lions and it kind of hurts. Sometimes you're Elijah running for your life and you think you're the only one and it kind of hurts. Amen. There was a man that was the forerunner of Jesus Christ whose name was John the Baptist. And he's preaching repentance. People are coming and he's baptizing them into the baptism of repentance. And then Jesus comes along and begins to preach the gospel. And John the Baptist gets put in prison. What for? For preaching what God told him to. Amen. I am convinced sometimes that the greatest hurts are when you feel like you're hurt because of what you're doing right. Well, I, I, I went to church and I started living right and I started praying and people started persecuting me. And people started talking about me. My marriage was fine until I began to really get close to God and then it began to seem like unravel. I'm going to preach. I don't know who I'm preaching to. But God has gave me a message to preach today. That God is going to put hurt in your life for the purpose of making you a better person. Hey, nobody wants a trial. And nobody wants to go through the fire. But let me tell you, the reason I know how to pray today is because I went through the fire. I have people call me and ask me, will you teach me how to pray? There's only one way to learn how to pray when you're going through the fire. Let me tell you, if it gets hot enough, uh, you'll learn how to pray. When it gets hot enough, uh, you'll learn how to come to church. When it gets hot enough, uh, you'll learn how to get on an altar. What did the fire do? It made me better. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. 
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Revelation of truth is very exciting. Praise God. Revelation of truth. When God opens your eyes about this Bible, it is very exciting. But at the same time, it can also be very hurtful. Well, hallelujah. I was blessed to be raised in an apostolic home. From the time I was little, they taught me Acts 2.38. We were quoting it in kids' choir. I've heard it all my life. I cannot imagine waking up one day and somebody's showing me a scripture that showed me I've been wrong all my life. You know how that would feel? It, if you're fourth generation Pentecost, you don't know what I'm talking about right now. But I'm talking about people that love the Lord with all their heart. And they believe that you confess Christ or whatever and believe in your heart you're saved. And I believe you got to confess. The Bible says you got to confess. And the Bible says you got to believe, but the Bible says there's a whole lot more to that. The Bible said he gave a man the keys to the kingdom named Simon Peter, and Peter began to preach a message. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the day that our eyes were opened and somebody taught us what the truth is. Amen. That except the man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, ye must be born again. Thank God for revelation. How many people have got revelation, but they also didn't know how to deal with the hurt caused by the revelation well hallelujah I'm going to preach to you it don't matter what happens in your life when you get truth it's going to hurt and you got to make up your mind when I receive it I'm going to get better I I love the fact our children are raised in this and they, they know it, they can quote it better than I can. But you know what really, 
really just makes me excited to see people that come from the world. Amen. Like Brother Thomas raised Catholic, indoctrinated. You pray to Mary and you do all this stuff and they got all this stuff. Can you imagine being 40 years old and you're, you've been Catholic? Your parents were Catholic. Your grandparents were Catholic. And all of a sudden somebody opens up the scripture and begins to show you, you got to repent of your sins. You got to get baptized in Jesus' name. And your eyes are opened. Amen. But at the same time, your eyes are open. Your heart is hurt. Why are you hurt? Because everybody I know is Catholic. I'm telling you, church, you better learn how to deal with hurt. You got karama hashataya. He Can you imagine being taught your whole life the Trinity is the holy whatever? I'm talking about great people, people that love the Lord with all their heart, and they're taught that there is a holy Trinity, and there is three co-equal. Co-eternal parts to a Godhead. And all of a sudden, everybody they know is Trinity. Their family's Trinity. Their grand their parents, their grandparents, their cousins. Everybody believe this. They went to college and it taught them that. They went to Sunday school and it taught them that. And all of a sudden, somebody takes the Bible and they open it up. And they say unto us. A child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called. Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting father. Uh, and the, their eyes begin to open. Uh, amen. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. It was God that was transformed into humanity. It was God that laid down in those swaddling clothes in a manger at Bethlehem. It was God that bought the church with his own blood. And all of a sudden their eyes begin to... eyes are open but their heart is hurting John the Baptist gets thrown in prison for what? for preaching for telling truth he sends out messengers to find out if this Jesus is really the one. And Jesus sends back a message to John. John, deaf ears are being opened. John, blind eyes are being opened. 
people are speaking and you tell him something else. Blessed is the one who is not offended in me. You know what Jesus was saying? There's going to be some things that turn your world upside down. And who did it? Was it the devil? The devil ain't in charge of nothing. Jesus said, you tell John all these miracles are happening. But blessed is the one who don't get offended in what I'm doing. He got the revelation that day sitting in prison. Jesus is the Savior. Just a few days before they come in to cut his head off. What did I do, God? What, what, what did I? I'm not going to get bitter. What did I do to cause this sugar diabetes? I ate them cookies. <laughs> Praise God. I ain't, I, that was a bad example. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. God, what did I do to end up in prison? What did I do to end up on death row? Jesus, tell me one more time. You're going to be blessed if you don't get offended by me. You know what the Lord began to deal with me about yesterday? It's a revelation that offends people because it hurts people. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of people walk through the door and they love what they feel. When something goes wrong in their life, guess who they're going to call? You. Why? Because they know you're connected with God. But when they walk through the door and they hear the words of Jesus, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean. And when the revelation, I got to change my life, hits them. It's, oh, wow. I see that. That hurts. Come on, why don't you help me pray for one moment? Come on, help me pray for a moment. Come on, God wants to help somebody in this house. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. 
Amen. One of the most hurtful things that can happen to you is to be told you're wrong. Amen. You tell a little child and they just, they don't like it. You tell some kid in school, they're wrong, they don't like it. You tell somebody 40, they're wrong, they don't like it. You tell somebody 80, they're wrong, they don't like it. Nobody likes the feeling of being wrong. People have walked out of marriages because they were told they were wrong. People got rid of friends because friends told them they were wrong. Nobody likes, why do you not like the feeling of being wrong? Because it hurts. I don't like it. No, no, no flesh likes to be wrong. So one day the Holy Ghost fell in Jerusalem on 120 people. And this was just a few days, 40 days or so after the, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost falls, they all get drunk in the spirit and all these people around, and, and they're wondering what is wrong. It's kind of like somebody walks into our one of our Sunday night services, and they think, goodness, what are them people doing? They're wild. And, and so Peter begins to preach, and, and it's not a message like, oh, you're the sweetest little things. Y'all are the most, y'all are... Next to angels, you are wonderful. It was like, your wicked hands killed Jesus. And that same Jesus that your wicked hands crucified, the Spirit of God raised him up. Now that wasn't a message of, that wasn't a Joel Osteen message. It was a Simon Peter message. And preaching will reveal things to your heart. And when things are revealed and you ain't right, it kind of hurts. And the Bible said they were pricked. This means they were emotionally a wreck. Emotionally, they were hurt because of this. What was it? It was revelation. You just crucified Messiah. What? It was revelation of who Jesus was. And it hurt. What? How do you deal with hurt? How do you deal with revelation? When you figure out God has uh, set aside things for different people. And maybe you ain't what you think you are. Praise God. You ain't got amen me. I'll just turn around and preach. Praise God. Oh. Amen. It hurts sometimes. When the word of God begins to dig and reveal things. Maybe I am a jealous person. Maybe I am short tempered. How would you know that except the word of God begins to probe and push and 
unearth and reveal things in people's life and reveal stuff. At the same time, it hurts. It hurts. Somebody said, you just, you're eat up with jealousy. That would hurt. It really hurts when it's true. You're eat up with envy. That's, why, that's the spirit driving you. You're envious. Trying to compete. And when that revelation comes to people. I mean, we, we got a choice. When revelation comes, we can either go hide from it. Or we can let it make us better. The Bible said they were pricked in their heart. What did they do? Did they stone the, the mailman, pick up rocks and throw them at the mailman that brought the letters? No. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? You know what they're saying? How? You got me. All right, Guilty as charged. Now, how do I how do I change? Then he began to preach some more. More revelation. You gotta repent. Amen. You can't bring Betsy the cow and put her in your place anymore. You gotta repent. You gotta get baptized, not in the titles. But you got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. This was a revelation. They, they just crucified Jesus. And now the preacher's saying, you got to be baptized in his name. What are you doing? That hurts. You're hurting work. What are you going to do about the hurt? The Bible says, they that gladly received word praise God what did they do <laughs> they said you how many how many robes do you got I need to be baptized in Jesus name let me just tell you something I've had people that I taught Bible studies to Matter of fact, I sat right here. Sit right here, brother. A real nice man one time I taught a Bible study sitting right here. And uh, he's seen every bit of it. Jesus' name, baptism. Repentance, receiving the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. He, I got scriptures for every bit of And his eyes were open. He thought, wow, I believe in every bit of that. But then he went home and he called an old preacher, his old pastor. Called his old pastor. Began to tell him about this Jesus' name baptism. And that pastor said, you know what, that's, that's for those kind of people. But it ain't for us. That ain't what we do. 
We're going to keep baptizing the titles. So he called me and he said, man, I, I, I agree with everything in that Bible study. I, I, I see it. He said, but my bishop told me I, I shouldn't do that. And, uh, and so I, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. You know what it was? Revelation brought hurt. Let me tell you where it brings an even deeper hurt is when somebody's already gone on. Hey, I'm Akadna In the fear of the Lord, as humble as I can be, I have seen people reject revelation because it hurt too bad to think about it. If that Bible study is right, my grandfather was wrong. I'll come to preach to you. What are you going to do with the hurt? Are you going to run from hurt and hide in your little cave? Or are you going to say, no, I'm going to get better. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. I, f- I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, God's dealing with some spirit right now. You can't run from truth. You can't Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, join up with somebody next to you right now. Why don't you pray together with them? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, help me pray right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jianamahashalamaha. Hola, ma, 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 Come on, just a little bit longer, church. Come on, God's about to do something. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. Come on, there's a battle in the mind right now. I feel it in my spirit. There is a battle going on in in the mind of people. Hallelujah, truth. Ah, yes, Lord. 
Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Everybody say the ones that believed. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Amen. Praise God. You know what Jesus was saying? When truth comes, you got to walk in it. You want to be a disciple. When revelation comes, as bad as it may hurt, you got to walk in it. No matter what it turns upside down, you got to keep walking in it. Why is it important? Because it continues, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you allow yourself to get past the hurt part and just surrender to truth, it'll make you free. It'll take the hatred out of your heart. It'll take the bitterness out of your heart. It'll take the hurt out of your heart. It'll make a new creature out of you. Come on, lift your hands, stand together with me. Come on, prayer warriors, lift up your voice. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to take a step past the hurt. Oh, and I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Somebody needs to step past the hurt right now and step into the liberty. Step into the freedom. God wants to give you. Come on. Come on, get rid of them thoughts. What about this one? What about that one? What about that? Just step in. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you'll pray today, it'll quit hurting. If you'll surrender, it'll quit hurting. If you'll submit, it'll quit hurting. Come on, I wish somebody would travail in the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus. Ya rabaharaharia ye. 
us the hurt, God. Oh, I give it to you. I give it to you, Lord. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for opening my eyes. Thank you for the trial you put me through. Don't let me be lost. Come on.